Welcome to the Explore podcast from EF Pro Cycling. We're coming to you from camp. Ezra Trump, the general manager of EF Pro Cycling Cannondale, and Jonathan Botters, CEO of EF Pro Cycling, joined us for the first team camp of the 2024 season for a conversation about building the foundations of our new women's team, growing the men's and women's teams together, and how they're feeling about the upcoming season. Plus, find out what's on tap for the riders on the last night of camp. So join us for this ride as we explore the world of cycling together. My name is Catherine Ezra, and this is the Explore Podcast. So EF got into cycling because they viewed it as the, the best and most efficient branding and marketing platform that they could be involved with for what is a very, very global company. 55,000 employees all over the world. Not many sports hit every single place around the globe the way cycling does. And the other part about that is, well, you could say, well, there's a few other sports that do actually, you know, do have a global profile. But those sports don't necessarily embody the very fit and healthy aspect that cycling does. And that fits with their their corporate culture and what their corporate culture has been for, you know, since the beginning. It's always been a very fit, young, athletic, energetic company in its culture. The part that was missing for the first couple of years of the team was that you know, it was only a men's team. And if you go back to the founder of EF, uh, Bertel Holt, he was a real innovator in, in hiring women for his growing company way back in the 1960s and 70s, you know, in, in, a, in a pretty traditional environment where he was going against the flow and, and hiring women. And that has bled through to the EF culture of today, where women are a very important part of their workforce. And so, you know, with their most important branding platform, the cycling team, they needed to, you know, to also have a women's team. So we were just sort of waiting, I suppose, for the right opportunity to crop up to really to get into women's cycling in a, in a meaningful way. And... We know that a lot of the teams out there do have a men's and a women's team now, but they often tend to operate as separate entities, separate bodies with very little cross-culture or, or communal culture between them. What's the idea here with EF Education Easy Post and EF Education Cannondale? How are these two teams going to function? Are they together? Are they a bit more separate? What's the, the, the plan going forward? The plan is to have one organization, one team. And that's also what we're setting up at the moment in the team camp to really incorporate the women's team in the men's organization or more see it as an expanding the organizer, organizations. Yeah, uh, really one team, men, women equal. What we do with the men's team, men riders, we do the same with the women's team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, it's, you know, with the platform and the resources that we have now, it was, to me, it's would be counterintuitive to sort of do it any other way. I mean, there's no reason to not sort of cohabitate the resources across both teams. I mean, and, and just kind of centralize everything and really operate as one team. I mean, I, I bluntly speaking, I think it's pretty inefficient to do it any other way. And, and I don't, you know, 
you could call it symbolic, but it's not symbolic. It's actually, it's pragmatic. And, and end of the day, you know, winning races, winning races. And I just see it as we're going to put the resources behind wherever we can win races. And it doesn't, it, that's not a gender specific statement. That's just basically like, well, you know, if, if we feel like the women can win this race, then let's really focus on that race. And if we can feel like the men can win this race, then let's focus on that race. Yeah, I, I would like it that we eventually get to the point where it's, it's really seamless, that there's not a, that that doesn't have to be like an effort to do that, that, it, that it's just naturally, that's just what it is and that's what it's been and that nobody really feels uncomfortable with that. And I think we got a really good start on that. I mean, yep. you know, there'll still be some details to be worked out or whatever, but it's a really good start. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised how naturally it flows within the organization because there's a, a group of well, mostly women coming into an organization that's already operating in a really good way, but then, hey, says, hi, we are here. And yeah, that could be also, yeah, potentially give some troubles, but that's not the case. Everybody's super open and helpful and yeah, doesn't see a difference between men and women. And that's, I think, really yeah, cool. So it sounds like staff and management are obviously on the same page about working together and collaborating. What does this look like for the riders, for this, for these two teams to truly be integrated as one team? Well, I mean, I think the start point, and this is what Ezra and I were discussing months ago, is the start point is that as far as like the performance and the sports science resources and the, you know, and the equipment and the aerodynamics testing and all of that, that that is co-resource, that that's equal across the board. And I think that's the start point. I mean, of course, operationally, there's going to be differences because we're doing different races, different places on the ground, but that you get the sort of the nutrition, the aerodynamics and the training and the support there, that that, you know, that that's the same across the board. That's the foundation of it. And how is this integration going at camp so far? What, what are you seeing that lends you to believe that, yeah, we're, we're on the right track, we're moving in the right direction? I think what, what you saw the first day or dinner or lunch, that you saw the girls sitting at the, at the same table, for example, and now a few days later, it's all mixed. Staff, riders, men, women. And then you can see, okay, yeah, the integration is going well. <laughs> yeah. And then talk a bit about your relationship. How did you two work together? Because you both sort of oversee different areas within the team and talk about how you collaborate and, and what you bounce ideas off of each other and when you consult each other. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll let you talk to this, but I, I at least want to tell the start of the story because for me, it's pretty funny. We had sort of, we'd been searching for well, we decided to do our own women's team. I don't know what it was, like May, I guess, sometime in May, uh, late May, uh, maybe even early June. But so I was scrambling to try to just get like the first basic components put together, which, you know, obviously you need like a, a couple of anchor riders, which to me that was like the first and foremost most important thing to do is get a couple of, a couple of anchor riders and ones that were kind of pretty outspoken in the Peloton, so you knew that they would spread the word that like things were gonna be changing. But that being said, I was having to, yeah, I mean, it's like I was having to learn about women's, I was like learning about women's cycling as I was actually trying to recruit riders, which is not the way to do it <laughs> at all. But in that process, we obviously were 
were searching, you know, for a manager of the women's team. And, and Ezra's name in every single conversation I had with a rider agent oh or any, <laughs> any, anyone involved in women's cycling, she was absolutely the first name that came up. And we said, okay, well, we gotta, we gotta get in touch with her. And we did. And then there was like this hesitancy, like it seemed like it was going all right. And then all of a sudden, I remember I was, I was, I was actually on, on my 50th birthday trip, I was fishing and I was like, kept checking my phone and she wasn't like responding. And I was like, oh shit, like something, I don't know. She, like, she just doesn't want this job and this isn't, it, like things aren't, something's not going quite well here or whatever else. Well, that wasn't it. Turns out she was just a bit hesitant in taking the job because she was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so then when she finally just said that, Mia Norman from, from EF called me and said, well, you know, can someone do your job if they're pregnant? <laughs> and, and I know this is a really bad analogy, but I actually got my MBA while I was managing a team. And I had to take a considerable time away from the team in order to do that, right? But there was a way to delegate things out and to remotely do it. And I just said... Oh, I think she could do it. I mean, I, I, why not? I, I said, it's, I mean, okay, having a baby and getting an MBA, they're, they're different things. But, like, but, the, but, I, but I was, I couldn't, I couldn't see, I was like, well, why not? Why, why couldn't you, you know, have, take maternity leave and then manage a team? I, I, I don't actually see the hurdle. I said, you know, the hardest part of what she's got to do is from right now, June 2023 to like right now. I'm like that, you know, if you get it running right, if like the takeoff is right, it'll, it'll run by itself for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I remember that we spoke on the bus in the Tour de France. Yeah. I was in the, yeah, I thought you didn't know at that moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I, I saw you in person for the, yeah, for the first time, really. Uh, and I thought, okay, this is a good moment to, to tell about it and also to find out, okay, how do we want to work together? How do I update you or how, yeah, can we find a, a good way of working? I think there was a good, good chat. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, the way we work together, honestly, is it's, which I, I enjoy, is it's not formal. It's, yeah. it's very, it's like a constant flow of information, <laughs> but it's very casual. Yeah. Like it's not like the, it's total transparency, and it's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, and oh, I talked to this writer, and oh, I talked to this writer, and you know, I, I'm thinking about hiring this person. What do you think? Whatever, right? It's just a, it's a constant flow of information, but it's not in a, you know, it's it's not in a in a formal sort of organized. Uh, I, I mean, I, 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 it's just not my favorite thing, honestly. These very like, but we we have just a constant flow of information going back and forth, and whenever something really important comes up, we have a call about it and kind of work through uh, the problem. And I mean, I've actually found it really, really fun, really enjoyable and really nice to have someone in an analogous position to bounce ideas off of. So for me, it's, it's really nice because you know, sometimes in the position that both of us have, you, you, it's like there's there's nobody to talk to, you know, because you you can't like your problems. If you if you sort of talk about your problems with your head director, your head director, you're just going to make your head director nervous. Yeah. And if you talk about your problems with one of the writers, you're going to make one of the writers really nervous, right? So you kind of have to just like hold those problems in and not talk to anyone about it. But what Ezra and I have is that we can actually discuss those problems, you know, from the same standpoint, and we understand what each other is sort of dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Ezra, tell us then why this team appealed to you. You were having hesitations. What was it that, that JV said, or what was it about the team itself that seemed like, yes, this is something I want to sign on to. This is something I want to be a part of. After my, my job that I did before, I took a little break to, to find out, okay, do I want to stay in the sport? Yes or no? Or what do I want to do in, in life? <laughs> Big question. And then I realized, okay, this passion for for this 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 sport is is so big and I'm I'm not done there. So yeah, when I think it was Jonathan Brakefeld who reached out to me to to start up a conversation about this team. Yeah, I was interested to find out, okay, does it really fit? Because I had some experiences with was different and I knew that my next job yeah would be a should be a place that I feel really comfortable with and also is in completely aligned with all my values my personal values so yeah I started the conversations chat uh, had a really good chat with Mia and later on also with Jonathan yeah about the team the philosophy the DNA and yeah that for me it was almost too perfect <laughs> and then I had this problem of a baby in my belly or it's not, not really a problem, no, it's not a problem. <laughs> but in my head it was okay that's the wrong start but yeah it turned out um, to be also an okay start yeah well then I was also wondering because so far your relationship has been based around setting up the women's team and making sure that the women's team and men's team are collaborating and working together in ways that make sense with the season about to begin in January, because so far it's just been getting everything in place, getting all the right people where they need to be. How do things change then in your working relationship, either once the season starts or once the, the baby arrives? Both, I think. But yeah, obviously, I don't know. I don't have a baby yet, so I need to figure that, that out. But I'm pretty sure that the team is set up now. Don't worry, uh, I won't chew on things like Floris. <laughs> For the record, Floris is 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 Ezra's dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it it will naturally flow. Yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about how things will go. Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> just how your working relationship may evolve once the season actually starts, because so far it's just been about building the foundation of the team, mm -hmm. and we're approaching actual racing. I think with having a baby, we need to find out, okay, what works and what doesn't work. Of course, I need a, a few weeks off to figure that thing out. Just a few weeks. <laughs> Just a Just few a weeks. Just a couple. <laughs> and then, of course, we are into the season. And naturally, also, the goals will change in the season and how you work with your colleagues, uh, riders, etc. The goals will be different in the, in the next year. And we need to constantly mo be moving to to be on the yeah ahead of the of the peloton yeah that's something that always that always flows and something i really like about this job i think we i mean obviously when we knew Ezra was coming on board and and, and that she was pregnant i mean the, the anticipation has always been that there'll be a period of time whatever early next year that that um, you know that whatever we may have to to cover certain parts of, of what her job would be. But I, I actually don't, I think that'll happen pretty organically from everything I've observed mm -hmm. with the women's team here. She's already very much set up the systems to be in place so that when, you know, she's not around that, that, that everything already is covered. So it's, it's almost like, you know, I'm, have, I'm, what I, am I doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, well, but yeah, but you know, that's the, the sign of, 
you know, of a great leader in an organization is that they've set up the organization as such that if they're not there, that the organization will function quite well for a long time. I've been taught that from every single one of these like, you know, McKinsey leadership courses and all this stuff that I've that I've been a part of in my life is that and, and, and you truly do see it that, you know, that, that great leaders hire people that are that are sort of more intelligent than they are around them. And so what I can, I'm not saying that, no, no, but yeah. <laughs> that the people you no. hired are more intelligent, but that, that they can cover, you know, and that, and listen, and uh, if, if I need to help out or if anyone from the men's side of the team needs to help out, then obviously that'll happen. I actually don't anticipate that happening, but if it, but if it does, then, then, you know, that's not a problem at all. I like, we'll, we'll be right in there. But I also kind of think that, you know, Ezra and I both sort of watch like every bike race ever. Okay, yeah. I don't watch so much cyclocross. That's the one thing that you've, I'll, I'll try. I to do. Learn. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's more of a cyclocross fan than I. But other than that, we basically watch all the same races. Yeah. And we constantly send each other text notes back and forth about like you know what, what happened here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't really anticipate that changing. I mean, I, of yeah. So I, I feel like our notes and observations and whatnot are going to be the same, you know, during her maternity leave and that, uh, you know, when she's ready to come back, she's ready to come back if she needs me to help out or if she needs me to, I don't know, help out with some recruiting call or something that you can, you know, aren't able to be a part of, then I'm, I'm more than happy to jump in. But I, I think we'll probably just be talking about, it just will just be one more topic to talk about. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the rosters we have for next season. We've got an all-new roster, obviously, on the women's side. and the men's side, we have a lot of new young faces. We've got nine new signings, seven of whom are rookies, brand new to the World Tour. With so much youth and so much newness in the organization, does it feel like a fresh beginning? Does it feel like a new start for the team? Mm, I mean, it definitely, that's, that's, a, that's a hard question to answer. It, I, I mean, you've never been to one of these camps before, but it does have a different feel. I mean, I don't know what it is about the camp, but it, it definitely has a different feel than in past years. And, and I, I mean, the obvious reason to attribute that is, well, there's a women's team here. But, you know, there, there's also a lot of newness on the men's team. I don't know. I, it's, you know, every, everyone's always so gung-ho this time of year. I mean... You know, the 5th of December, everyone's going to win the Tour de France, right? But I would say, you know, without going overboard with and putting crazy expectations on the organization, there's a, you know, there's a nice, a nice feel to it. And the, the newness feels a little more settled than I would have expected. Yeah, <clears throat> I've never been to, to, to a team camp before. Yeah. How would you know? So, <laughs> how can I know? But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely a good start for, for the women's team, maybe the, the team in general. So then talk, we've talked a bit about how Ezra came on board, how, how you became the GM of, of our women's team. Talk then about how you built the staff and how you started going for riders. Sort of how did that approach come about? Jonathan started with a few riders and a few talks, so that was a like a, a nice bowl in a pine china <laughs> shop. <laughs> a good kickstarter for me. Yeah, I was at first. I, I needed to figure out, okay, what is this team about, and what is the racing style, what is the DNA, um, so we can also match the riders to the roster, uh, to the DNA of the team, because that's 
ultimately really important and that you have the right fit. And then it's finding out balance between characters, physical strength and and that's more on the roster part, but also on the staff side. So you're always searching for balance in a team and especially in this team, characters that dare to race and are not afraid to to find their limits and race aggressively. And yeah, I think with what roster we have now and also with the limitations that you have, obviously, in a season just before the Olympics next year, a lot of riders don't want to change teams. You have yeah, only a few riders who are available and then finding out, okay, what is the best match? And I like to go not always for the obvious way, searching for some different characters and different personalities and maybe some talent that nobody saw before. So on the men's side, there have definitely been a few characters in terms of personalities and and just, you know, people with with the presence. Was that something that you intentionally sought out when building the women's roster or did it just sort of evolve naturally? Because I think it's fair to say we've got some characters on the women's side too. Yeah. We do have, and I think that's also important. I think that that makes this team uh, had a... I always saw it from from a distance and how how this team marketing itself and show themselves in the races. I think that's that's really different than other teams. And yeah, if you want to have one team and not have the men's team and the women's team, you need to have also the same philosophy in the racing and outside the racing. And then it's really important to fit the characters there as well. That was for sure really one. Yeah, one thing I looked into that we have balance there in characters as well. Yeah. So now that we have all these characters on both our men's and women's squads, what's the rider feedback been? What have you been hearing from the riders about this new camp, about our new teams, about this new integration that we've got? Well, I think, and like I'll say, it's probably more important from what I've heard from the women, because to, to me, it's a little bit more important what their feedback is because it's their first year here. I mean, most of them have said, wow, you know, okay, you, it, at least for the first week here, you guys made good on your promise of this being one team, that that, that wasn't just the, you know, marketing BS, that that was actually, that that was true intention. And I'm really happy to hear that, that that shows through, that it, that it, and, and I'm really happy that everyone is buying into it because ultimately I can sit up there and say, this is what we're going to do all day long. But if the group as a whole doesn't buy into that, then that will still start to seep through the cracks, right? And it seems like the feedback I've gotten yeah, yeah. is that, that that they really feel welcomed. And the the guys, I would say, are pretty happy to have a women's team around. Like, it just, I don't know, it's funny. It adds, like, a, there's a more balanced dynamic to the social aspect of what we have going on at this camp. I mean, it, it feels almost, bluntly speaking, it feels a little more natural. Like when I say natural, as far as life, like it just feels, it feels more balanced. It feels a little bit happier. It feels a little bit more natural. I don't know, what, what's the back Yeah, 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 no, I got the same same messages from the, from the girls and also from the guys, to be honest. I sat down on lunch earlier today and yeah, they were really like, Oh, it's so cool to have a different conversation. And also, if you listen to what the guys and the girls are discussing on the table, I think it's really 
cool and inspiring as well. So yeah, no, only positive feedback so far. Let's keep it like that. <laughs> well, this camp is also kind of an interesting opportunity for the two of you and for all of the staff and management to interact with the riders in a different way because when everyone goes to races, normally the riders will sit together at meals and the staff management will sit at a separate table for meals. So like you were saying, everyone's kind of mixing. Was that something that you expected to see riders and staff and management all sitting together? Or did you kind of imagine, oh, it's going to be separate. That's how it's been in other teams in the past. Yeah. So I hoped for it, but I expected that it would be more riders mixing up and, and staff and mixing up, but it's actually one, one big mess, <laughs> one big mess up. So uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. One happy mess. Yeah. <laughs> so as we're looking ahead to January and racing's getting started, who do we think is going to be the team that has the first win of the season? The women with EF Education Cannondale or the men with EF Education Easy Post? Well, we have a little bit of an unfair advantage because we start racing like a month before they do, but... Well, I don't think so. No? You're no. Doing, are you guys doing two of that? Guys, sorry, I keep saying that. Y'all. <laughs> Seriously, that, that is my new thing that really, I'm coming to go back to the, my I Western the roots first, and just call everyone y'all. I don't know when to down under starts for the guys, but earlier than the women's. No, I, yeah, I'm, I stand corrected. Sorry. <laughs> Edit that out, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, really. Yeah, I don't either. But this goes to show that... that you know, but we are not doing two down under, but there are some riders who are doing it. Oh. Yeah. Okay, and that's why I was confused. I'm like, but we're not doing two down under for the women unless that changed in like the last two days. So why am I no, confused? No, no. Okay. And some national championships as well. Oh, all right. Boy, I mean, you know what? I'll say this. I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but I actually... That's a fun competition. Yeah, I'm yeah. up for the challenge. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of the point of it is that you know if 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 the women win first, I I want I want the guys to be a, a little bit uh, upset Always. about that and <laughs> that they want to come back and that, that they get the next one and back and forth. I mean, that's how you create great momentum in a sporting organization is that, the, the, of course, you're competitive with all your rivals on the outside, but there's a little bit of an intra-team tension, too, that everyone wants to outdo each other. And that's how great great teams are created. And, and um, you know, I, 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 I firmly believe that, that a lot of the men are going to be watching women's races and a lot of the women are going to be watching the men's races and that we're both going to be trying to outdo each other. <laughs> Yeah. Not all of our competitions are on the bike, though, of course. At Team Camp, we are having a karaoke night. This is official. <laughs> what? I didn't know this either. karaoke <laughs> night. I did, not know. I did not know that. So who's going to win that? Oh, man. Because racing skills do not necessarily translate to karaoke skills. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, we have uh, to sing all of our things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been discussing, like, that, that we're doing a duet. <laughs> But in finding the right song, see, Ezra's a really big Dolly Parton fan. I'll have everyone <laughs> out there know. Yeah, true story. Yeah. But, you know, like Dolly Parton duets, I mean, it's Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, <laughs> Islands in the Sea. I don't know if the Spanish karaoke machine is going to have islands on the sea in, it, in the... But I guess we'll find out. Yeah. There's always acapella. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. Mm. yeah, exactly. I, I, Maybe late in the evening. 
Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to remember all the lyrics. But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Jazzer and I have been discussing lyrics, or sorry, duets, for, for about a month now. Well, I hope you have your dance routine down. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> you have an advantage. You can drink wine. Yeah, I know. She keeps saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate your input on our coming up season. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. You just listened to the Explore podcast from EF Pro Cycling. My name is Catherine Ezra. This show was produced by Johannes Manson. Editing by Ben Cranell. Music is by Builders T. A special thank you to Ezra Trump and Jonathan Vodders. We'll be back soon with more stories from the road. Thank you for listening. <laughs>